Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Sea Spire Cartoon Fan Podcast. This is episode 313, and today we'll be talking about Mr. Softball from Summer Camp Island. I'm GC13. And I'm David. Man, it's good to be back, and I freaking love Summer Camp Island. Oh, and this yes. And ultimate episode of season one is fantastic. And I really think that there's a lot, okay, a little bit under the surface to this episode, besides it just being about softball and a little bit about cheating. I hope I hope none of it's too dark because I've been taking some serious refuge in this episode after having a pretty tough season of Infinity Train to watch. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll get to that eventually. I know it's been been hard on you. I definitely just watched that season super fast and it was emotional, but I don't know. I think it impacted you a lot worse. So I'm so sorry. We'll we'll take the time though to emotionally get through it together at some point. <laughs> but yeah, this episode is very nice, very light. No, I don't think there's a secret darkness underneath it at all. Don't worry, that's not gonna be the big reveal here. The killer whale represents capitalism. <laughs> like uh that amnesia machine for pigs game. Everything is <laughs> everything is a metaphor for capitalism. Well, and, you know, because really, Susie's gaming of the system is just despicable, you know? I don't think it's the whale that represents capitalism. I think it's the cruel determinism of the wheel. No, it's the softball game itself that represents capitalism. (laughs) No, the game is the capital in cap- I don't know. There's no- I cannot pursue this because I am not smart enough. I'm pretty sure I could make up an excuse for anything in that episode. (laughs) This is an episode- this this is an episode about about softball. Susie wants to get out of chores, even though the chore wheel has spoken. And Oscar really sticks to his guns. And you know, I, I think at the beginning of the episode, anyway, yeah, he 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 genuinely thinks he can prove Susie wrong, both that you know she can win by cheating, and also you know, I guess that his way will prove that the universe believes he's right and will you know show that the wheel should be followed and Susie doesn't always get to do whatever she wants. I love how open Susie is about everything. That's that's what I love about Summer Camp Island. She's like, okay, obviously I'm not going to just do the chore. <laughs> yeah, no, she she isn't secretive about her behavior at all, which is it's charming. You know, contrasts somewhat with the fact that she like, you know, she does everything in this. It's not quite it's not quite like the hipster way of saying like, oh, everything's ironic. Nothing I do is real. Like she very much says, I do bad things and my behavior's bad. Get over it, babies. You know, and at the same time, like I think of her birthday, you know, celebration. Uh, yes. And I think that, you know, there's still stuff she's hiding, even though she's like truthful about her actions. She's obviously struggled with it, feeling totally truthful to herself. Like she's like, I'm a jerk. But like, guys, I'm not really a jerk, right? Hey, you know you know how Susie is like Miss Bitters from Invader Zim? Uh, is she? She's trying to prepare her babies for life in our nightmarish corporate system. <laughs> yeah, except Susie has, I mean, Miss Bitters has no heart or, or soul, um, just a lot of buzzing insects. So I think, yeah, I, I see the connection. Horrible space implosions will do that to you. You could do to have a little more compassion, David. Dude, honestly, though, you're talking about your sadness from Infinity Train, and you bring up Miss Bitters, who voice actor wasn't able to return in the in the Invader Zim movie because I guess 
she died. So now, now Aww. look who's bringing that's more sad. sadness. It is sad. I freaking love Miss Bitters. <sighs> they did a lot with her. And <laughs> she had been around that uh, would have honestly been a great uh, witch voice at Ooh, some point in the show. Oh, yes. Oh, like she, she would be like, everyone else doesn't like her except for Susie, who just idolizes everything she does. Absolutely. Susie would totally want to impress Miss Bitters, and Miss Bitters wouldn't give a single crap, which would be amazing. I'm going to talk about one more non-Summer Camp Island thing before we bring it back into the episode. Okay, I tried, but I'll, I'll we'll, we'll keep going around and around. Did you get Breaking Bad vibes with the Walter White Heisenberg distinction with the whole, oh, she knows my name's Oscar, and then the, call me Mr. Softball. <laughs> he takes it on. Call me Heisenberg. <laughs> I love, yeah, I mean... Hmm, I wonder if that was an intentional reference. But yeah, I like I like it anyway. I like that he completely flips on it once he decides to commit to it. Because that bit was beautiful. It's like, Oscar, how long have you been thinking about cheating? The whole time. <laughs> <laughs> he really wanted to be committed to his ideals, and I respect that. But the episode got... Even funnier once it decided that it was an all-out war. And when Oscar first starts cheating, that's funny enough, you know. He brings out the old cartoonish bat grease. But then when they just start throwing fish at each other and they're not even playing softball anymore. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Because also uh. the episode, the like narrative structure, right? It just snowballs and then... It's just the snowball just kind of breaks apart and that's it. Like there's no, it's not in a very clean conclusion. They're just like, we're having a war. And then they summon the whale, which apparently could have happened at any point. Yeah, apparently he was listening the entire time. And then Susie has to do what had to be done. I can hear you. You were meant to. <laughs> yeah, he was within earshot the whole time, I guess. Or he's very large and just has great ears. Except I, how do whales hear? I mean, whales like, well, dolphins sing. Yeah, yeah, whales, whales make sing. noises. They must have inner... They can hear sound vibrations through water. I don't think that they would be able to hear... Well, no, we can hear underwater, so... I don't know. Like, I've just taken for granted that all these sea creatures hear sounds, but what do they do to hear sounds? And why don't they need ears? I mean, air is a fluid, water's a fluid, all these things are the same. Alright, I'm getting through (laughs) this. (laughs) I'm getting through this. So, chore wheel. Susie cheats. The baseball's funny. She does a lot of good things. I really like all of the different, you know, she puts hexes on him. I love that Howard's totally afraid. Still. Of getting hexed. I love how Susie stretches her leg out across all four bases. And also, animation note, I like that Summer Camp's Island animation style supports the way her leg moves. Because at one point when she's retracting it and it's just in a straight line, because it's got the line waggle, you can actually, uh... You know, tell that it's retracting instead of it being like... I was thinking, man, if this was something awful like Teen Titans Go, her leg would just be getting visually shorter. But, like, you you can really tell. They had to, like, animate Hmm. the leg. Beautiful. Great side note. You're you're welcome. I am welcome. (laughs) And and even the way Oscar goes across the bases once he does start cheating by Howard picking him up and everything. And just out there in the universe, something is saying... <laughs> First base, second base, home run. I mean, if if we're just gonna talk about stuff, I like though the 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 shot where an alien dressed as a kitten and Alice just loves it. I mean, yes, she loved the alien dressed <laughs> as the kitten because it was cute, 
But I love that scene because it's cute. And we love you for loving that. That's cute. But what I don't understand is like, did the did the rules of softball change at some point? Because when they're chasing a hedgehog down, she's like running. She's not staying on a base to be safe on that base. She she runs away from the base where she should be safe. Yeah, I didn't get that either. I I, I actually didn't think about watching the episode. You just made me think it now, which is maybe <laughs> the writer. Or the storyboarder. I don't actually know for a fact if Sto- Summer Camp Island is storyboard driven or not. I'm assuming every cartoon on Cartoon Network is, but I, I, it's almost like the storyboard doesn't entirely know what softball's about. I mean, they know that there are nine players on a team. They, they know that. But that's like the only thing we know about Summer Camp Island softball. Yeah, once you've touched the base, once you've touched the base, you're safe. And, and Hedgehog firmly puts her foot on the base. And then runs backwards, even though there's there's not even yeah. anyone else on bases. Like maybe you would do that if the per- if another person was running to third, and you know they hadn't made it to third yet. But that's not what happened. So I don't know. It, that did throw me for a loop as well. I I'm gonna assume that they just like playing fast and loose with it, and maybe it, even it was purposefully wrong, just because it's Summer Camp Island. Why not? They're playing softball backyard rules. Nowhere is safe. They Well, they were definitely playing backyard rules. Yeah, the only way to score is a home run. Are you ready? I'm, I'm going to get deep here. Uh-oh, here comes the deep lore. The deepness is coming. Not No, no darkness, though. No darkness. So this is the second to last episode of season one. And I think that it actually plays a little bit of a role in acting as a, as a season closer. And I think it does that by kind of cementing kind of giving us a snapshot of where Oscar's growth is at this point. And, you know, you might think, oh, no, Oscar, I mean, you know, this is just, there's nothing particularly special in this episode. But I say, hold on, you know, this, at this point, you know, Oscar seemed to grow really fast, even early on in the season, right? Between episode one and two, even, you're like, oh, a lot of Oscar's growth has happened. He's not a socially awkward kid anymore who's also afraid of, like, being away from his parents. And that, you know, okay, that happens in one episode. But... There's actually been a lot happening since. There's a huge level of maturity, <laughs> hilariously enough, despite the fact that, you know, he, you know, commits to not cheating and then cheats and, you know, doesn't look very mature. But, you know, I think his even just initial reaction to Susie not doing the chore really shows a change in his approach. Like, he genuinely still believes that he can convince Susie of a thing. And then even when he can't, And even though he does resort to cheating, which is very much in character for him, he has at this point built up an understanding of Susie that his willingness to help Susie, I I feel like comes from a different place than the, you know, it grows on from where he was willing to help out with Susie's party. And, you know, he's given various kind of acts before, but I think here it comes from a different place, um, which is crazy because at this point, you know, why should he be kind? To Susie, because Susie's awful. But he knows that Susie's not quite. And also, I'm not sure if I'm remembering this correctly, because I've definitely seen the whole show and things get mismatched. But he's even seen that Susie has, uh, takes care of the camp, right? Or is that season two and I'm actually wrong and now I'm dying inside? That's, that's the second batch of episode. That's the second batch. So he hasn't actually learned that lesson yet, which is even more impressive, because he doesn't even know that Susie actually does do chores most of the time, and he still pitches in and helps. Still supports yeah. my point. I don't know if this point is true. I was just trying to think because 
Summer Camp Island doesn't try to go heavy, and it does go a little bit heavier in episode 20. But I think I think this they still purposefully chose to focus on Oscar and Susie here to kind of say where Oscar's at. And also, I like that we're getting this characterization of Susie, a reminder of what she's like right before episode 20, which kind of starts us down the path of Susie's whole story about how she sort of skirts responsibility in a certain area relating to yeah, friendship yeah. and aging and etc. So I, I think here they're like, you know, hey, Susie, of course, we've already <laughs> kind of seen this before, but just as a reminder, Susie uh, really doesn't care about expectations or rules or respect or, or anything like that. Yeah, Susie's that kind of horrible person who you can't help but love. I don't know why, but she just she's just always had that kind of characterization. But the campers don't. No, 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 no. I mean, Pepper has been particularly traumatized, as we have elaborated on. Like, he has nightmares about her. Yes. But Susie here has to, you know, he gets called out even by the whale that, like, hey, you didn't respect the wheel and it's gonna happen. Yep, that, and uh, as I had mentioned in earlier Summer Camp Island episode discussions, we learned that the witches are not the be-all, end-all bosses of the island. There are powers that even they answer to. Including a killer whale who needs, you know, dental assistance. And maybe that whale, you know, is a protector in the ocean, just like uh, the the mm, Oh, yes, bears? those... Uh, bears? Wolves? I believe they're bears. This could be, you know, this could be really early lore that we'll find out in season four. That the killer whale actually needs fresh breath in order to ward off creatures that are attracted specifically to its stinking <laughs> breath in, in the ocean. Yeah, could be a thing. You know, either that or bad breath isn't going to get him anywhere on the dating scene. Needs to lay off the pickle juice, I think. Turn off, major turn off. Bad breath, just, okay, deep lore. Bad breath reminds Susie of growing old and her Ooh. old friend Ramona. <laughs> That's why she doesn't want to brush the teeth. Yes, definitely not because it's a chore. Headcanon accepted. Has nothing to do with its status as a chore. <laughs> no. Again, Oscar's just willingness to cheat was beautiful. Yep. <laughs> and everyone... I mean, he was really holding back. I mean, rule of three, three times he's asked, Oscar, can't we just cheat? And I love his commitment until the third. Rule of threes, baby, that's right. What else to say about a game where... Softball isn't what you thought it was. I loved the 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 different design. They didn't just copy each of the witches. They gave yes. them different designs. Oh, half shaved head, uh, Susie. It's probably my favorite with the oh yes. hairy winkle hair. Yeah, yeah. They uh, oh I know I loved it. Was uh, Alice with the goofy wig? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I, I I I hate seeing alternate character designs that we don't get to see more. I don't know. That's like a thing. I feel like as a kid, I was introduced to in like Super Smash Bros, even before like fan art and alternative things, just like the hmm. fact that you press a button and you see color changes. It's kind of what this reminds me of. And it's like, what if I was just watching an episode of Summer Camp on and I could just, you know, mash the ZL button on my controller and just see, see the characters rotate through all these fun things. I want to see the creativity of all these different alternate character designs. Also, it just makes me want more witches or just, you know, cartoon characters. They always have the same outfits on. Make them, let them shave half their head or wear a goofy wig. You know, I mean, it's more fun. I wonder how much money Susie had to pay to unlock those outfits. <laughs> DLC costumes. 
As we all know, bonus costumes don't come pre-installed with the game. That would be very entitled thinking to expect that. Is that why I had to pay an extra 99 cents on iTunes for this episode? <laughs> all right. So, great episode. You know, we it really doesn't respect the rules of softball in so many ways. And um, <laughs> I will forever treasure it. It's the Breaking Bad crossover we never knew we wanted. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Anyway, guys, that's been us on Mr. Softball. Join us next week. Until then, I'm GC13. And I'm David. Don't forget to leave us a review anywhere you listen to podcasts. Later, everybody. Our opening and closing music is by Mark Soto. For more cartoon-related content, please visit LunarCeasefire.com. 